Welcome to the Shed the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Whitens, online women's mental and emotional wellness coach, educator, and mental health advocate. My mission is to create and embrace a new norm of processing emotions and healing trauma. This will allow us to collectively shed the shame, guilt, and stigmas around mental health, emotional well-being, and self-care. It's long overdue for society to empower women to shamelessly focus on their own health and wellness so they can self-heal and, in turn, model that healing in their relationships and especially for their children. This podcast is a place for inspiration, education, and tools on how to confidently break the societal patterns that keep us stuck, unhappy, and unfulfilled in life. It's time to start creating the healthy and happy life you've always dreamed of. Together, we can do this one episode at a time. So without further ado, let's dive right in and shed the shame. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Shed the Shame. I'm excited for you to be joining me. Today, I'm going to be talking and focusing around identifying your limiting beliefs because when you identify your limiting beliefs, you can discover exactly what's been holding you back in life in any type of thing that you're trying to accomplish, whether that be a health goal, a life goal, an education goal, a parenting goal, just any type of personal thing that you're moving through and you feel stuck, identifying your limiting beliefs is going to help you break through the barriers that are holding you back. So, you know, I want you to understand that limiting beliefs are super powerful and really to kind of break it down for you, a limiting belief is a belief or a decision that we make about ourselves or about our model of the world and it limits the way we live. Limiting beliefs have more of a negative impact on your life than any other factor. And we carry around numerous limiting beliefs. They come from a variety of sources as well as from our own interpretation of the world, which often is not very accurate. Limiting beliefs can be referred to as having a fixed mindset in some areas. If you go back to my last episode, I talk about a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And if you want to dive a little bit more into that and how that factors in here, uh, if you haven't already, that'd be a great listen before you go any further here. But having a fixed mindset does exactly that. It fixes your mindset. It stops it from allowing any other possibilities to be or become true. But the good news is, is that you can replace limiting beliefs with those beliefs that empower you. And that is known as having a growth mindset. So as you can see, the beliefs that we carry around with us are extremely powerful and they can either make or break exactly what you're trying to do. So they can stop you in your tracks or they can motivate you and keep you going. And we have the ability to make the decision to create the meanings behind anything that we believe. We can tell ourselves whatever we need to tell ourselves in order to accomplish something. And so when you fully fully embody that power 
and give yourself the opportunity to embrace the power of having a growth mindset and destroying your limiting beliefs, you can really do anything. Okay, so just as a little refresher on the fixed mindset versus growth mindset. So this is a concept by Carol Dweck. She has a whole book on this. If you're interested in this, it's very, very good. I highly recommend it. Fixed mindset is um, thinking in a way that you're either born with the ability to do something or not. And so having a fixed mindset when we're talking about having skills you're you're born with it. You're born with the ability to do something. Uh, for example, people talk about like Michael Jordan being the greatest basketball player. He was just born with that skill. Well, no, we need to take into account all the time and effort and practice that went into him becoming a basketball star, right? Uh, fixed mindset around challenges says that challenges are something to avoid. And if you are challenged, it could reveal that you're lacking in skill. And challenges for people with a fixed mindset, people with a fixed mindset tend to give up easily when they're faced with challenges. And then when it comes to effort, fixed mindset people think effort is unnecessary and that it's something you do when you're not good enough. And so really what that means is fixed mindset people believe that if you're good at something, you don't really need to try very hard at it. It's just naturally what you can do and that you don't need to practice. And if you do need to practice, it means you're not good enough. Fixed mindset people also get really defensive if they get feedback on how to do something. They take things personally and they also tend to blame others when faced with a setback and also tend to get really discouraged when faced with setbacks. Now, on the flip side of all of this, we have a growth mindset. And when it comes to growth mindset, this is the belief that you can gain the skills to do anything with hard work and you can always improve. And fixed mindset people are always looking for ways to improve and get better. When they're faced with challenges, fixed mindset people embrace challenges and they see them as opportunities to grow and to just be even more persistent and practice even more. So they believe that effort is essential in reaching your goals and getting what you want and that effort is the path to mastery. Feedback to growth mindset people is very useful. It's something they study and learn from, and they identify areas where they can improve to get even better. And then when faced with setbacks, growth mindset people use these setbacks as a wake-up call to work even harder and to attack those weak areas so they can keep seeing an upward trend in their ability to do something. Now, the key to success in this area of limiting beliefs is to identify your limiting beliefs. So what I'm going to kind of take you through today is um, some practices and identifying your limiting beliefs. I'll give you some examples. It's kind of like a learning module for you if you want to get a piece of paper out and really get after this. If you're struggling with, you know, anything and you want to set a goal or you want to improve something, this could really, really 
unlock some of the keys for you in order to get what you get what you want and reach the goals that you're striving for. And this, like I said, this can be personally, professionally, emotionally, whatever you're working on, identifying your limiting beliefs. And then later on, what we'll do is I'll kind of walk you through peeling back the layers of those limiting beliefs so you can really nail down what you need to do to create momentum and create that growth mindset that's needed to achieve what you want to achieve. Okay, so it's super important for us to identify our limiting beliefs so we can see just how they have sabotaged our health and our wellness and our efforts and our professional life, everything in your life, limiting, any limiting belief you have, like I said before, is really very powerful. So we want to nail them down. So I want you to think about the answers to these questions. What areas in your life do you feel challenged or dissatisfied? And then what are your beliefs around those areas? that you identified? What are your beliefs around yourself, your worth, your body, your time, your interactions with others, your relationships, your professional life, your education? What do you believe about those different facets of your life where you feel challenged or dissatisfied? And then think about the things you feel stressed about, worried about, ashamed about, or maybe you feel guilty about something. What emotions and feelings are evoked around these beliefs? Now, I'll give you a couple of examples because what we're doing is we're trying to identify your personal limiting beliefs. And um, I'll give you some Examples And one really easy prompt that you can fill in is I am not blank enough. Anytime you feel like you're not enough around something, that is where you have a limiting belief. Anytime you use language that uses always, never, ever, enough, or just, very much, hardly any words that are limiting in some way or put an absolute in some aspect of your life, that is a red flag that you have a limiting belief. For example, I'll give you an example. Some some people have limiting beliefs around their body image or their body weight. Like, I just can't lose weight. After I turn 40, everything about my body changed. There's nothing I can do about it. So the key language there is like can't, nothing, everything, all those absolute words that put limits on things is what you're looking for and how you speak to yourself. Another example is I never ask for what I want or try very hard because who am I? I'm not important or worthy enough. If it was meant to happen to me, it just would. And then, yeah, just where you're feeling not good enough around something. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money. I'm not fit enough. I'm not good enough at my job. I'm, you know, I'm a fraud. People are going to find out about me. All of those are limiting beliefs that are things that you need to work on. So, What you want to do right now is make a list. Identify and write down your limiting beliefs. All right? And 
start to think about where each limiting belief may have come from and how it really makes you feel. Because this is going to be the ammunition that you need to gather up that will help you eliminate that limiting belief. And what we're going to do in a little bit is replace that with new and improved beliefs that are actually going to help fuel your success. And so let's start peeling back the layers of those limiting beliefs that you hold because we want to anchor in new beliefs so we can support your goals and your success. Okay, so hopefully you've paused this podcast and you've made a list of all your limiting beliefs that you've identified. All right, if you haven't done that, you should definitely stop here. Go do that because you're going to need those from here on out for the rest of the episode. Okay, so have that list in front of you and just kind of give it a once over again. Edit or revise anything that you need to. Because we're going to unpack those beliefs so you can view them as opinions, really. And they come from somewhere or someone that is not being truthful to you. They're not truths. They are not absolutes. All right, we're going to work on having that growth mindset so we can make changes to these things that are dragging you down and holding you back, all right? They are ruling your results or your lack of results for that matter. So what a better time than now than to unravel all of your limiting beliefs so we can rewrite your story so it works for you instead of against you, okay? So the thing you need to understand is that limiting beliefs equal self-doubt, Anytime you have a limiting belief, you have a doubt about yourself. And remember, it's not true. It's a lie. (laughs) There's someone in your head lying to you. So there are four traps of self-doubt. And I learned this from Mel Robbins, by the way. I'm going to give her a little shout out here. There's hesitating, hiding, being hypercritical, and feeling helpless. Are the four traps of self-doubt, okay? Now, these traps fuel your inability to accomplish what you want to do. And then what happens is they create habits and patterns that your brain uses to help you feel safe, okay? Your brain thinks that easy and staying the same and not feeling challenged, your brain resists change. It wants to be safe. So it resists change and wants to keep things easy and even keel. So the key is to act before your brain starts to talk you out of it. And your brain talks you out of it by using your limiting beliefs. That's exactly what happens when we use negative self-talk and we self-sabotage ourselves, okay? So let's take a look at the first trap of self-doubt, which is hesitating. And you're going to be familiar with all of these traps because we've all 
we've all used them. We've all been through them, right? We've all been caught in these traps. And so hesitating is triggered by the uncertainty of your limiting belief. All right. So if you keep waiting to do something or you keep overthinking or you tend to be a perfectionist, hello, recovering perfectionist right here in your ear, perfectionism is also a way of hesitating or avoiding, right? So if you find yourself always hesitating, the best thing that you could do for yourself is to act right away. Like, don't even think about it because when you start thinking, you overthink. And when you start overthinking, you fall into that trap of it needs to be perfect or it's wrong and not good enough. So start practicing acting before really thinking about it. And we're talking about things around your limiting beliefs now. Not dangerous situations, obviously. Hopefully that's obvious. But act before you're ready. And if you have trouble with that, You might need to have someone help you out with that. Have someone else choose for you so you don't fall into overthinking or have someone give you a time limit or give yourself a time limit, okay? And then start embracing that done is better than none because when you do absolutely nothing because you're being a perfectionist and if it's not good enough, then you might as well not even do it, that is sabotaging your efforts. So you want to just get started and do it messy just to get the ball rolling. That is what you need to practice if you're someone who hesitates. Now think specifically about your list of limiting beliefs. Where do you recognize that you are hesitating and how can you apply these changes to any of your limiting beliefs? Like write it out, write up some notes and get some ideas down And that will help you identify where it's happening and when it's happening. So then the next time it happens, you can catch yourself. Because now that thought is in your head and you'll be like, oh, there, I just did it. I'm hesitating. Okay, what do I need to do? I need to act right away and I need to just go for it even though it's not perfect. Okay, the next trap is hiding. And hiding is triggered by the fear of your limiting beliefs. So if you find yourself avoiding or not speaking up by staying quiet or silent, or if you procrastinate again, here are some things that can help you stop hiding. You want to, instead of avoid the situation, attack it head on, use your voice and speak up when you should or when you need to, Or when you find yourself thinking about what you want to say, but you stay quiet instead, use your voice. And then if you're hiding and you're procrastinating and that's how you hide, one thing that you can do is create a behavior pattern around that procrastination. Okay, so if you are hiding and avoiding doing something and you find yourself procrastinating and that's how you hide, Instead of hiding, create a trigger that will get you going, okay? So now take a look back at your limiting beliefs again. We'll do like we just did before. And start to identify where are you hiding? Where do you avoid? And how can you attack? How can you speak up? How can you take action? The next third trap 
of limiting beliefs is being hypercritical. Okay, so this is another self-doubt trap. When you're hypercritical, you're being triggered by past failures. And these a lot of times, your past failures a lot of times form your limiting beliefs. Okay, so this is a pretty important one because you might be able to identify where your limiting belief is even stemming from. Okay, because if you're hypercritical about something, it's probably because you had a little bit of trauma in the past around an event that happened and it made you feel not good, right? So when we're hypercritical, a lot of times these are the things that happen. We argue or we focus on why we can't do something. We fixate on everything that could go wrong. I used to be like that. I still struggle with that a little bit. I know a lot of people who focus on the negatives and everything that could go bad and could could go wrong. When you're hypercritical, you tend to be stressed out to the max too. Wow, can I identify with this? Like that perfectionism and being hypercritical and wanting to stare and look at every detail and fixate on everything, it stresses you the fuck out. Like you don't need to put yourself through that. So how can, you, how can you fight against that? You want to break things down, okay? When you're, when you're thinking about all the reasons why you can't do something, break things down into steps, like big steps. You can do the big steps first, like I need to do A, B, and C in order to get to D. And then what you can do from there is break down each of those big steps into smaller tasks. So big step A, okay, in order to get big step A done, I need to complete this task and this task and this task. And then do the same thing for big step B. Out, Make an outline, organize on how you can break it down into smaller tasks. So then you can accomplish each task and it won't feel so overwhelming and you won't be so hypercritical, okay? And you have a record of your progress. You can record how things are going, keep track of it, and that will also lower your stress levels, okay? So now go back to your limiting beliefs list again and take a look at how you're being hypercritical. Look at the things that you overanalyze. Look at the things where your limiting beliefs are around things where you focus on everything that goes wrong or where you have severe self-doubt and you always tell yourself why you can't do something. That's where you're being hypercritical and you want to use this method to break it down in order for you to get some progress and get some momentum. So apply these steps to those areas of your limiting beliefs. All right, the last area of self-doubt in your limiting beliefs is helplessness. So helplessness is triggered by insecurity and low self-worth. And those two things, insecurity and low self-worth, That comes from limiting beliefs, right? Because we believe something negative about ourselves, so that makes us insecure. So some things to ask yourself around this. 
and to identify if you are playing the helpless card is do you actively play the victim do you wait to be saved do you know the solution but fail to take action ouch I know that is a big one we all do that right how many times have you said to yourself, oh, I know what to do. I just can't bring myself to do it. Like, why can't I just do it? Yeah, you are like, your brain is going into helplessness mode. Another thing, do you ever feel that nothing ever goes your way? Oh, this, there's always something. This always happens or that always happens. Just when I think I should have known better because I knew I should have known something bad was going to happen because things were just starting to get good. Is that the mentality you have around some of your limiting beliefs? Is that you are not in control and that there all the cards are stacked against you? That's helplessness. And do you always have an excuse for things? Like you have all the excuses in the book why you can't do something or why you can't show up for something for yourself or, you know, there's always an excuse. Excuses are your brain's way of saying it's not my fault. And when you're saying it's not my fault, you're acting helpless. Like it's not my fault. There's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. You're helpless. Well, there's always something you can do about it, right? So think about how you act helpless. Like be really really open and honest with yourself because you're going to start thinking about situations that are really triggering to you and past traumas where you're like well it wasn't my fault and well this person treated me this way and this person did that to me and I was in this situation and it wasn't you know I have this excuse for that and nothing ever goes my way and there's it's impossible for me to do anything about it those are the situations where you're inadvertently acting helpless. And don't take that personally either. Like that's your brain's coping mechanism for dealing with the trauma that you're dealing with and for trying to keep you safe. Just keep that in mind. Cut yourself a little slack here. Acting helpless is a coping mechanism. So hopefully you've gone through the hesitating, the hiding, being hypercritical and acting helpless and you've looked at your limiting beliefs and identified where you're applying each of those to keep you safe instead of taking action and propelling forward to start working on the things you want to work on and actually making the type of change you want to make in your life. Okay, so what that should allow you to do is go through each trap of self-doubt and then pinpoint your self-sabotaging behaviors for each one. And, you know, I say this all the time. Once you do these simple exercises and you go through it and you become aware of your automatic behaviors and habit patterns, it's like you see it. It's something you can't unsee. And you just have to keep practicing being aware of it and when it shows up and being honest with yourself when it's happening and calling yourself out. Okay? So linking those self-doubt traps and self-sabotaging behaviors to your limiting beliefs is a crucial, crucial step to your growth. And you want to be able to look for a common theme among those traps and your limiting beliefs. Because then what you want to do is go through each one of those limiting beliefs 
And maybe before you do that, like actually pick out the most prevalent one where you see a theme. Like, yep, every time I'm faced with this, this is exactly what I do. Like pick the big obvious thing. That's what you want to look at. Because that's going to be the one that's trickling into all the others. And it's kind of ruling everything. So pick one of your, you're going to do this with all of your self-limiting beliefs, but pick the pick one right now to kind of go through and work through. And, you know, I'll give you kind of a, a prompt on what to do with it. What you're going to do is now we're going to take that limiting belief and we're going to reframe it. Because your brain believes this limiting belief. It believes it. And we want to not believe it anymore. We want to reframe it and we want to create a new thought pattern around this idea, around this concept that you are limited around. All right. So choose that, choose that biggest one, the one that's staring you in the face that you're like, yep, this, I got to face this. This is the one that is, that is really just kind of overtaking everything else and write it down. Okay, so I'll give you an example of what we're going to do. We're going to write the opposite of that limiting belief. So for example, if your limiting belief is something like, there isn't enough time or energy for me to put my family first and also give myself proper self-care. I'm not as important as them. So your limiting belief is around time for yourself, prioritizing your self-care, right? What you want to do with that sentence is flip it, write its opposite. So instead you say something like, there is an abundance of time and energy for me to be there for my family and also prioritize my self-care. We are all important and worthy. Doesn't that sound so much better? And it feels better. Now, you might look at some of your limiting beliefs and you rewrite them and you don't believe them yet. Like if you're super busy and you rewrite that there's you have an abundance of time and you don't really believe it because you don't like see it in your life yet, that's okay. Write it anyway. Because what we need to do is start creating the storyline in your head that you do have time. There is enough time and you can actually create time. And once you start repeating that every single day, it will empower you to restructure your time automatically so you have the time. Because right now you're telling yourself the story that you don't have time. So your brain is going to direct you to do everything in your power to not have time. But when you tell yourself you do have time and you keep repeating that over and over again and your brain believes it, after you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, then you will automatically embody the behaviors that give you time and reprioritize your schedule. That's how it magically happens. It's how it works. You're doing it already. You're just doing it in the negative. All you have to do is switch it to the positive into what you want and then your actions will follow. So even if you don't believe it yet, Give your mind an explanation and that will empower you. And so another tactic you can do, and I'll leave you with this one for today's episode, is you can anchor different thoughts and pictures in your mind and connect them to emotions and use that as a strategic tool to make your new beliefs start working for you instead of your limiting beliefs working against you. 
okay? So really, you're using the same tactic that you're using already for limiting beliefs, and that's what's holding you back. So let's say the time piece, for example, like I don't have enough time, I have this going on and this going on and this going on, and it fills up my day, and I can't possibly fit anything else in, especially not something like self-care for myself. It's just not going to work. So if you keep telling yourself that, that's how you're going to organize your day. And then you have a picture in your head about how stressed and out of time you are, right? Like that's what you see in your head. So when we flip it, then we want you to anchor in a picture of what it looks like and what it feels like to have time and to give yourself the self-care that you need because you prioritize and you make it happen and it's a non-negotiable. So think of your new belief after you flip your limiting belief Think of your new belief and come up with a picture in your head. What does it look like? When you have that picture, what do you feel? What emotions arise from that picture? Now, as you picture this and that emotion starts to come up within you, really embrace what it feels like to have that new belief that works for you and sit in it. Let yourself feel it. Because what you want to start to do is practice feeling now what you have been hoping to feel this whole time in the future, right? So feel it now. Practice feeling it now. Because remember, growth mindset means we practice to get better and to get what we want and what we need. So you absolutely have to work at it and you have to be intentional about it and you have to practice feeling the way that you want to feel. And the way you want to feel is the opposite of what you've been feeling, right? So if you want to feel it, you have to practice feeling it if you haven't been feeling it. That's embracing the growth mindset. Actually, give yourself the opportunity to feel the way you want to feel. Start feeling the way you want to feel in the present instead of always chasing it like it's somewhere down the road once you get X, Y, and Z done. There's always going to be an X, Y, and Z to do in the future. So you're never going to feel like you're going to get there or be able to embrace that feeling. So you have to grab onto that feeling now, like it's here now, Because it is here now, you're just not grasping it. All you have to do is flip your limiting belief, take hold of it, embrace the empowered feeling that it gives you, and sit in it and let yourself feel it now. That is going to fill up your cup, give you the motivation and momentum to keep going and doing the things that you need to do and taking action like you want to do so you can squash your limiting beliefs and do the things that are going to give you a happy, fulfilled life. That's all I have for today's episode of Shed the Shame. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some really good nuggets out of this. If you'd like to connect with me or like to ask me any questions on this, you can totally go for that. Message me on social media. I'm Jenny Whitens on Facebook. Um, at Jen Whitens on Instagram and the Twitter machine. Find me in any of those places and I would love 
to have a conversation around your limiting beliefs and kicking them to the curb so you can reach your goals. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shed the Shame. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love if you subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please share it with anyone that you think it would resonate with. If you feel so inspired to, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode on Facebook or Instagram. I greatly, greatly appreciate your love and support.